0: Shop Woodhouse Ford first and experience the difference. The all new 2022 Bronco Sport is built wild for the thrill seeker, the sightseer, and the day tripper. A capable and dependable SUV that's ready to tackle the dirt, dust, and mud. Bronco Sport offers four models to match the way you explore the outdoors. Shop, finance, and buy your way online at WoodhouseFord.com or one of our three convenient Ford locations in Blair, Omaha, or Plattsmith
1: what's going on everyone it's the commissioner here and (laughs) it's been some tough sledding for this Houston Rockets so we have a lot to unpack and we have a lot to unravel here in this episode so it's just myself and the GM this week you get a little bit of OGs myself and GM are going to trek your way through this desert storm that is currently the Houston Rockets and Everything that's been going on, we talk about Coach Silas and the possibility of him maybe getting fired before the year even ends. And we also go into KPJ talking about how he's been playing, what his progression has been looking like. And we also talk about Christian Wood and what his role is on the team and and how to use him properly in the starting lineup to make him a successful player. Uh, on the state of this team. We also talk about, you know, grudgingly, Daniel House, my absolute uh, worst Rockets player in history. That's right, I put him below Scottie Pippen at this point. And we also talk about Alperin Sangun and why we both believe that he should be a starter in the lineup moving forward and why Daniel Tice should go to the bench. So, that's enough of me talking here. This is a lot to unpack here with this Houston Rockets team. Go on the trek with us, and is this... The worst team in NBA history with myself and the GM right here on the Summit State of Mind. Hey everyone, this is Chris Chavez, a.k.a. The Nature Boy.
0: Woo! And you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast.
1: What is going on everyone and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind the podcast of the absolute undisputed worst team in the NBA today. I am your host, your commissioner Kenny. Of course with me as always, it's my brother, my tag team partner, the GM Justin. Hey man. We're uh, recording in person. It's just you and me today. You know, I started thinking about it. I got over the World Series loss and I thought I could step into something a little bit more positive, considering that we're a rebuilding team. But uh, huh. <laughs> so what I want to ask you, how are you doing today?
0: It's just gotten worse every every day. <laughs> After that, we we we. Uh, I think we got one win, and then the World Series happened. Do you want to know when the one win happened? Do you remember? I, I think it was against OKC at Yeah, it
1: did. But remember, it was the same night as game four against the Boston Red Sox. Of the ALCS? ALCS. That is the last Rockets win. I kid you not. So that's like, what, almost a month? Yeah. Or maybe it
0: has been a month already. Yeah. Because it's already Incredible like 12 stuff, right? games lost. Yeah, this is riveting. This, this is, is what we're here for. <laughs> this isn't horrible. At all. <laughs> It's just, you know, this team is a mess, but we've been entertained, not the good kind of entertained, more so the type of entertained where you're there sitting and kind of like crying halfway through where it's just like, can it get
1: any worse? And then Daniel Howe shows it up. It does. <laughs> yeah, there you we go. <laughs> well, you know what? I think a lot of it. There's there's just so much to talk about, and there's so much to impa- unpack here. You think that you'd have a lot to talk about concerning a winning team? We've never, I don't think our podcast has ever hit this type of low. I suppose like well, last year, last year, last season when we were recording, I mean, we were still putting up games. I mean, when Christian Wood was still here, you were dealing with the residual effect of James Harden. Yeah, I mean, uh, they won seven straight after the Harden trade. Yep. Right. And after Wood went down and then the 20 game losing streak proceeds to happen, John Wallen and out of the lineup. So, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a successful, as a successful season in getting draft picks, but I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. And it begs the question, GM, and it's going to be the name of our episode. Is this the worst team in NBA history? I mean, we really have to talk about that. If it is the worst team in NBA history, just off the, just off the shoot, what do you think? Um, the
0: way that this offense looks and how sloppy our defense is, I would put us up there with possibly the worst team ever in NBA history. I mean I, I can't even like we don't have to look at any of the stats, you just look at the eye test. The effort level is not there. The offense is not there, the team has no identity. None.
1: Don't our- you worry, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna drop stats, but go ahead. Go on. I mean, our
0: only net positive for that team is Alpi, Alperin Sangoon. He's the only one that we can consider a positive. Like, everyone else, they step on the court like a Daniel House. It's just like, why? When guys like Josh Christopher should be getting more minutes. Like, KJ Martin should be playing more minutes. So it just makes no sense. And let's not even get into it with Steven Silas. There are people that still want to give him the benefit of the doubt, which I understand. But mm-hmm. I, on, in my eyes I think I've seen enough. Mm-hmm. That's just me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that a bold statement? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We're one in 13. Mm-hmm. Expectations were already low to begin with. So the fact that 14 games in we we're kind of, you know, aiming for the coach to be axed. Says a lot about what we've seen, and it's just horrendous basketball. Horrendous basketball.
1: Well, let me throw stats at you right here because this is—I found this very interesting. They were one; they're one and thirteen currently. No cohesion with the team. If the season goes, if it go, continues to go this pace, we are set to be eight and seventy-two. Mm. The worst record officially in NBA history because we mean seventy
0: four. Because wait, is it seventy eight and seventy
1: four? You're right. Yeah, eight and seventy four, worst team in NBA history. (laughs) Um, Just one game, one game ahead of the nineteen seventy two nineteen seventy three Philadelphia seventy sixers who currently hold that crown at nine and seventy three. So that just goes to that just goes to show, but. I was feeling inspired by Roosh. Let me throw some some stats at you. <laughs> but you know, actually these are just fun stats that I just thought I'd just throw out because I thought they were very interesting. So I think that just so people can get some perspective as to how mm-hmm. bad this team is. Mm-hmm. Dating back from last season, we are 7 and 58 in our last 65 games. 7 58. 51 games under 500 dating back from last year. Against the Pistons, uh, which was last week. We gave up 31 wide open threes. When no other team in the NBA has averaged more than 22. Mm-hmm. We gave up 31 to the second worst, third worst team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. We committed 17 turnovers in the first half against the Phoenix Suns. 17 in the first half. In the first half, dude. A few days ago. 17 in the first half. Now, the only net positive we've been seeing here is KPJ getting better on his assist-to-turnover ratio, which Mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. Which is great. But at the end of the day, it's only doing... It can only do so much. Yeah. So, like I said, there's a lot to unpack here and a lot to unravel. Mm -hmm. You talked about the coach a little bit. We talked about Silas. It obviously has to start at the top. It has to start with him. Rafael... He's doing what he needs to do. I'm sure he's going to look for some trades. We're going to talk about that a bit later. Mm-hmm. But Steven Silas right now, he's losing his voice. Rumor has it right now he's already lost his voice in the locker room. Mm-hmm. No one respects him. And it, it looks... Now, granted, okay, a few days ago, I was on the same train as you were in terms of firing Silas. I wanted to fire Silas. I was like, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe he can get through to the end of the season. Then a, few game, then a game or two later. Okay, maybe he'll you know maybe he'll get fired after the first fifty games. Now I'm like, Oh brother, does he about to get fired after (laughs) twenty does he make it to twenty before he gets fired? Yeah. I think a lot of that bends on Fertita, obviously, but I just wanna ask you your opinion on Steven Silas and the culture and the identity that he's trying to define in Houston, if there is any. Well,
0: I will say this like we don't know what's hampering him in the sense of playing certain players like an Eric Gordon or Daniel House where that is the front office getting involved as opposed to his vision of what he wants to do with the team. And we're not sure what what I see is that is is that. The team has no grasp of anything. I will say this. I w- I'm, I'm, i like Daniel Tice, but the Tice has got to go to the bench. I do believe that it's got to be Christian Wood and Alperine Sangoon as in, in the starting five as a part of the front court with Jay Sean Tate. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're keeping Wood, then that's what they need to go with because the last time I saw from their limited minutes is that. The offensive rating
1: is what 10 to 12 points higher with Shangun uh it is starting 12 points higher with Shen on the floor. Meanwhile, Daniel Tice, I think our net rating, our, our offense rating when he's on the floor is at about like 99, 98, 98 yeah. 99. And when yeah. he's off the floor, about 112, 114. I have a lot to say about Daniel Tice.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you know, like a lot of the shots that Tice is taking are the shots that kpj is giving Tim's because they're daring him to shoot yep and so when you have all those offensive weapons and kpj is being placed in a position where he is failing um is daniel tice one of the people that you have to look at absolutely the offense is just not working when you have two bigs that don't space the floor like that like the other night you saw daniel tice throwing in an entry pass to christian wood like what why, like the spacing on that is terrible? Because obviously the five is going to help off Christian Wood because they're they're gonna
1: dare Daniel Tice to shoot the ball. Well, you know what? In terms of Daniel Tice, you know what he is in my in my humble opinion. Your expert opinion. My expert opinion, obviously, because I have years of experience. He's a backup five at yeah. best. He's a backup five. You know, he rem- reminds me a lot of. Brad Miller. No, Just kidding. oh gosh, no. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not hamper my boy. I love my. I love the German. Come on now. No, Daniel Tice is a beast. Okay, it's not Brad Miller per se. He reminds me his game because he, he's actually really smart. I think he uses. I think he's actually a really smart player. Hmm. He low key reminds me a little bit of Kevon Looney back when he was a back when he was a backup in Golden State. Really, in actuality, that should be his game, more or less. Defensive anchor, Daniel Tice can switch, mm-hmm. but when he's in a system that is, you know, sh- steered towards his success, and when you're having him shoot middies, pick and pop out for three, mm-hmm. putting him in the corner, it's it's so it's not you know I'm gonna use your word not conducive for success, and on a and that's point number one on Daniel Tice. Point number two on is on Christian Wood. GM, I haven't seen a single pick. Oh my god! And dare I say it, roll. I haven't seen a damn pick and roll to the basket. No ollie, oop from heart mm-hmm. Oh yeah, see, look, second nature to me to say Harden. Yeah, Harden the wood, which we actually saw in the beginning of last season. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is this happening? Why is Wood? Why is Wood taken to not even setting screens? Any screens? are freaking weak like i am livid right now with christian wood in the way that he's playing now granted look i'm not against the way that he i'm not against him being i guess the the top talent on the team Mm -hmm. i've seen enough games now where i'm like okay jalen greens this is gonna take time yeah kpj oh man you are not you need to start developing and this needs to start going because at some point this damn is gonna break Christian Wood is mm-hmm. by, by and large, the best offensive player on the team. The team does need to be centered around him. I'm 14 games and I'm, an, I'm admitting it now. Yeah. In, the team needs to be centered around him, needs to be centered around his offense, but he needs to be able to set some pick and, pick and roll to the basket strong. Just get some easy buckets. He keeps curling off screens thinking that he's coming off as a guard. Yeah. He keeps sh- shooting himself off in the post. Post is not even like in the low post. It's like in the high post. And then he, then he'll turn, give it like a little hakeem move or move back. To the three-point line and i'm like dude that is like i understand that you want to create and you want to make plays and you think you're a guard in your mind but at the end of the day we need some pick and roll action kpj needs a strong screen from christian wood when he rolls to the basket christian wood dude he's long he's lanky yeah he's actually kind of strong there's no one that could stop him on a pick and roll situation mm-hmm. he like we said before he'd be like clink Capella on steroids and it's a damn shame that we haven't utilized them in that manner so that's why i'm supremely frustrated with Christian Wood. Not because he's actually demanding the ball, but because he's demanding the ball in the the wrong places. In the wrong spots. There you go. See, that's why you're the GM. And, and, you know, um, I agree with
0: you. Um, As a team, you want them to get easier shots. Christian Wood is seven feet tall. Don't settle for the three-point shot every time. The guy can shoot the ball. He can put the ball on the floor, but when he does it on every other possession... It's a little bit of overkill. You're putting him, you're, he's putting Definitely himself overkill. in a bad position. We do need some more of KPJ to be more decisive. He is trending in the right direction, but the thing is, we might need him to trend in the right direction a bit quicker. He's still yep, averaging yep. four turnovers a game. He, his turnovers are going down in the last six, seven games. He's. Averaging about what three point five turnovers with like five and a half assists, which is good.
1: we that's that's we're, what I like to see. We're that's gonna a good see stat. that the guy is trending
0: in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of making sure that we can keep it going in that way.
1: Yeah. I agree. I hope I hope that it continues to trend in that direction. But if you play it by the numbers game, he looks great. But if you're doing it from the eye test on what we're actually seeing it's a whole other level. He's freaking struggling. The offense, bad. it just has no really identity.
0: Bad. Like, he's just... The the, the team, it just looks like an offense that you'd see in, like... Oh, no, don't say it. I don't know. Don't say it,
1: because I know exactly what you're
0: High talking. school basketball? Oh,
1: God. No, I thought you were going to say offense you see at the Y.
0: <laughs> oh, man, it's a possibility. A but, I mean... Uh, Lifetimes would be a bit more one-on-one. Our team is still playing one-on-one. We just don't have the talented ISO players to execute it. So it's basically like basically you're just letting regular old Joe Schmoes pretend that they're James Harden and Chris Paul, which mm-hmm. is not going to work in the NBA unless you have someone that can really literally flip the pendulum. It's just hard to watch. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But at the end of the day, what can we do? This is why we're just here to tell you what we see based on our eye test. And just the fact that this team is such a mess. Like there there are some positives here. Like you said, Christian, what's offense? When it's good, it's good.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. Eric Gordon's averaging forty six percent from three, which is yeah. incredible, which is good which looks very nice. Yeah. And To add upon that, too, Eric Gordon is pretty frustrated, and I can understand where he's coming from. Um, Don't blame him at all. I don't blame him at all, and I absolutely believe that a playoff team like Phoenix, Mm -hmm. a playoff team like Philadelphia, a playoff team, hell, I'll even say it, like Minnesota, they (laughs) could use a 46% three-point shooter. It's obvious that Eric Gordon's playing right now so he can get traded. Yeah. That's right, and hopefully, at some point, Eric Gordon can get traded. Let's move on, but before we move on, let us talk about and give a shout-out and an ad to the best acai bowl spot in the city of Houston. The one, the only, Rush Bulls Houston doing big things for themselves and for our podcast. The GM wants to go ahead and give the ad here. Let me all you up it to him one time. GM, let the people know where they need to go and who they need to know. Have you thought about
0: grabbing a meal on the go? Eating a meal in smoothie form? How about an acai bowl from Rush Bowls? They have plenty of options for those that are looking for a great, healthy meal. I was literally there last Sunday, and I got myself a yoga bowl. The yoga bowl is just so delicious. It's blended with mango, pineapple, banana, matcha, Froyo, and your choice of dairy or non-dairy milk, I'll say this time and time again. Get it with oat milk. Just delectable. It's topped with granola, chia seeds, bananas, and honey. And if you want to add a little extra flavor, I suggest to top it off with their in-house peanut butter. It is so delicious. They even have deals all throughout the week. Dog on Mondays where you get a free Bow Wow bowl for your dog with any purchase of a bowl. So if you want to take your little friend with you, highly suggest it. And Wellness Wednesdays get you $2 off Wellness Bowls or smoothies. So if you're craving a nice, healthy, and light meal, us at the Summit State of Mind highly suggest visiting Rush Bowls and grab yourself a delicious Acai Bowl. It's the best bowl in Houston. So follow them on Instagram at Rush Bowls Houston and visit them at their location at 6001 Washington Avenue, Suite 200 in Houston, Texas. And make sure to mention that the Summit State of Mind sent you because if you mention the Summit State of Mind, you will receive 33% off your next bowl. Let me repeat that. off your next bowl. So when you go there, make sure to really mention that the Summit State of Mind sent you. What's up, y'all? It's Samoa Bro, aka Sean from Shots and Thoughts, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast.
1: Allow me to flip the script, GM. Because there's one player I want to talk about right now. I do want to talk about this guy. I do want to spotlight him for a second. His acronym starts with a DH, and I'm not talking about Jordan Alvarez. talking about Daniel House. Okay, okay. Get him
0: off the team, please.
1: I don't give a crap. Okay, and I don't understand it. People thought on Twitter that we were seeing him. Oh, he looks great. He looks the best shape of his life. I remember I saw these uh, quotes. Oh, he's in the best shape of his life. Oh, he's doing the training camp. I saw footage of him. Oh, you and you were there playing King of the Hill. Oh, he was ripping uh KPJ and Christian Wood and all these other players. Oh, his step back looks insane. Oh, this is going to be Daniel House's career year. I said it the whole time. I was like, okay. Okay, like keep that same energy. <laughs> yeah. Keep that same energy when the season starts because... I know this direction. I can guarantee you. And I saw the footage of him and mm. I wasn't impressed. I wasn't as impressed as everyone else was. Steven Silas raved about him. Yeah. All the Rockets media reporters raved about him that they saw him at the training camp. They thought he was going to play well. Look at how he played now. Well, look at how it started at training camp. My man started our media day. My man talked about his album more than he talked about playing the game of basketball. Look where he is now, GM. He's only averaging four points a game. He's averaging. 28% from the field. Mm. He's averaging 28% from the three-point line. And oh, oh, oh. Dare I say, man, look look at me. Look at me getting ahead of myself. Daniel House is doing something well. 87% from the free throw line. Absolutely riveting stuff. Wow. He made he makes he makes one free throw a game at 1.1 attempts. <laughs> so what I'm just trying to say here, everybody, is that Daniel House as a player. Look, I have nothing against them. Actually, no, I do have something against them personally because of what he did in the bubble a year and a half ago. But what now? My mm-hmm. issue with him is mm-hmm. the fact that he is getting in the way of players that can at least give you help, not or at least a KJ development, Martin, a development. Yeah, KJ, you have KJ Martin. Oh God, I'll even say it, David Nwaba to a degree, but for god's sakes what the hell is uzman gruba you know what i mean like yeah. like he's not gonna kill anything for you for god's yeah. sakes and you know granted he did go down to the g league uh today thank god he's gonna get minutes mm-hmm. down in the g league and i'm very happy for him but bottom line here is that he takes away minutes from these people that need to develop that need to develop a chemistry house is not your long-term option house is someone that maybe they could they were i think they were trying to spotlight him more Give him a little showcase so he can get traded. Yep. And it's obvious now, even with his $3 million, $3.5 million salary. Nobody wants him. No one's going to want him. I wouldn't yep. want him. Yep. So you know what I mean? Like, these these stats are horrendous. And it doesn't even tell the story of on the court. I mean, for God's sakes, he had a, what is it, yesterday? He had a step back three that from the balled. corner that airballed. Yep. I mean, come on, GM. Like, there's, we, we're, we're, we're starting to encounter some terrible issues here that are far beyond... The X's and O's of basketball. Yes, absolutely. The guy is a detriment
0: when he gets onto the floor. The offense becomes stagnant. He makes terrible decisions with the ball in his hands. And he just plays selfish. Like, do we really have to bring certain things up? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, he's doing absolutely nothing for this team. Nothing. He's a net negative. And. He's – I'm telling you, he's probably a bad influence in the locker room too, especially with everything that – with that dumb shit he pulled in the uh, – In the bubble. In the bubble. I'm telling you, he's probably pulling some dumb shit right now. And, you know, sure, he, he blocked too. Is it Red 94? He's like, oh, man, you were always talking shit. Okay, bring that noise. Well, block us too, Daniel House.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm in that point. I'm in that realm now too. And then that's the last we'll speak of Daniel House on this podcast. totally, and that officially not to trade. And I swear to you, Justin, on the day that he gets traded, mm-hmm. on the day that he gets traded, we will record. And I will, and I will, I don't know. I'll do something. I'll do something hilarious for the, for the, for the summit fans. I'll do something hilarious. I, yeah. I, I guarantee it that we'll do something. And the day he gets traded and or released, whichever comes first. Yeah. But, it's, it's, it's bad right now, but you know, we're talking a lot about the negatives of the Rockets. Uh-huh. Okay. There's a lot, there is a lot more. Ne- there are 13 more reasons to be negative <laughs> than yeah. it is. And only one reason to be positive because of the one win, obviously that we got. Well, yeah. redemption time is going to come around and we'll talk about that later on because we do have another game with OKC that's going to be coming up uh, tomorrow. Maybe that'll be win is number two. Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. So maybe that'll be, win. it's number in Oklahoma two. city, right? Yes. Oh, it's maybe almost- we'll get
0: a road win. Highly unlikely. highly
1: doubt it. But I think what I want to see... Okay, well, GM, if you're Silas and you're feeling like you're in the hot seat now, Mm. let's say, I don't know, you ever remember the jersey on Disney Channel? Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember when you put on that jersey and you, you think really hard and then you turn into that character? Yeah. Okay, so let's say you put on the jersey and then you think really hard and then you become <laughs> Steven Silas, right? You know what I mean? Okay. That'd, so let's be, say a, you that'd be a really disappointing thing I'm, to I'm turn just, into. i just saying. You, oh, you could have been any athlete in the world. <laughs> I'm, I'm Steven Silas. <laughs> well, okay, well, hypothetically speaking, before I give you the, this hypothetical, who would you want to be? <laughs> Not Steven Silas. Okay, well, if you <laughs> pick one athletic person, who would you want to be? Or I guess
0: in athletes. Steph Curry. Okay. <laughs> Easily. Oh, At this man. point in time.
1: It's a good solid choice. You know what I pick? I pick Carlos Correa. Yeah, <laughs> signed, make his ass sign back. Sign that contract. <laughs> yep. And but um <laughs> No, but um let's say hypothetically you put on the jersey and, and yes, to the sheer disappointment of of yourself, you become Stephen Silas. So if you're Stephen Silas, as of this moment, there's a lineup change that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But I'll go even a step further than that. If you're Stephen Silas, do you go to the office and do you say, "Hey, we got nothing to lose. Do you want to let John Wall off the leash here? You know what I mean? Like, like, like. I'm just I'm giving you the possibilities. Yeah. And possibilities are endless, endless. Basically, let's say uh-huh. the, the the shots in your hands. What lineup changes would you make? Okay.
0: Obviously, the first decision that I would make is the one that I talked about earlier. Aprin Sangoon gets inserted into the lineup over Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice comes off the bench. In regards to your comment about John Wall, as much as I'd love to see John Wall improve this team, is it really worth seeing this team improve from like a seven win team to like a 15 win team? No, not at all. But those, so those eight, my opinion, sorry, my opinion on John Wall, mm-hmm. uh, playing is a negative. Let's okay. keep it keep the same energy. Um, let's try to trade him. But I mean, I-, I would say this though, the positivity that could come from him playing would be the guy that quote unquote saved our season. Correct. And that he would be a game changer. If teams see that, would they feel more inclined to trade for him? Possibly with the price tag? Probably not, but it would help his value. Immensely. Yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, what would I do? We're committed to KPJ at the point guard. We're going to leave it there. Um, as a coach, I'd probably try to put him more in positions of where he doesn't have to think too hard. Let's let him go downhill. Let's let him drive to the basket and let him make the decisions. Um, you can see that he's still thinking out on the court, but the game is slowing down a little bit. But just not enough to where he can play a lot more mistake-free basketball. We'll have to wait and see, but for me, I'd try my best to run a lot of KPJ going downhill. That's where he operates at best. Maybe let Al P operate the offense at the top of the key. The guy is playing very well with the ball in his hands. We are starting to trust his decision-making, so maybe we can split a little bit of those duties and allow KPJ to also spot up. And take shots because maybe if he does, maybe he hits some. Let's say, for example,
1: maybe it can help build his confidence. Maybe that's all he needs. Well, you know, KPJ, KPJ alone is. I mean, he's never he's never going to be a pure point guard. He's never going to be Chris Paul. I mean, that that was never his bread. That's never his bread and butter to begin with. Yeah, I I equate him more to a James Harden, a person that can score, but doesn't have quite the handling ability Uh and the vision Uh that james harden just naturally had i don't think anyone taught him what he what he the way the noise he brought when he first came in 2012 yeah was insane and no one i don't think anyone understood the type of passer he he was gonna be Mm -hmm. so kpj is more or less of the mold of that james harden where he should look to score Yeah, You know, even he said, uh, was it a a week ago or less than a week ago, you know, scoot activated, you know, old school scoot activated. And I'm still waiting for that activation of scoot. Yeah. But bottom line here, I agree with you in terms of your lineup change. And KPJ himself needs to be put, like you said, in a more place to succeed. Sometimes he just needs to put his head down and go, you know, go north to south. Mm -hmm. Because what is it? Roosh said it. Last week when we were talking to him, there's very few in, in the NBA that can stop him. When he puts his head down, he can go downhill. Sometimes you just have to do that. Sometimes you just have to force the issue. Yep. And I think KPJ doesn't want to do that because he's trying so hard to mold himself into this point guard. When really, in actuality, he just needs to play scoot ball. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, let's let's circle back to this. Let's circle back to the starting lineup and talk about the rotations of the players off the bench too. So let's take it a step further now. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how you would. Set up the bench rolls for these guys. Who would be the sixth man? Who I mean, obviously, what Eric Gordon would probably be the sixth man. Yeah, but it's like, so cute, how would you distribute? How would you distribute these minutes accordingly? So, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the names. You got Eric Gordon, Seng Oh no, Sengun would start. Garrison Matthews was an option. KJ mm-hmm. Martin, Daniel House. No, no, let's 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 delete that immediately. David Nawaba, DJ Augustine, Armani Brooks, Josh Christopher.
0: Um, in my opinion, I want to see a lot more KJ Martin. Daniel Tice will be in there too.
1: Yeah, Daniel nope. Tice. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm yeah. okay
0: with that coming off the bench with him. So those two. In K- in K- Eric, Eric Gordon will be your sixth man. Yeah. Easily. 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 And then um, who else should you go with? I Honestly, I want to see some Garrison Matthews.
1: I want to see it. Yes. I want to see some Garrison Matthews. I agree. The guy's
0: intriguing. We got nothing to lose here. If Garrison Matthews is giving you anything in practice, anything, then put him in, coach. Put him in. Josh Christopher is already playing backup point guard minutes over DJ Augustine, but he would he it, it that didn't go the last game where DJ Augustine was on the court mm-hmm. against Memphis. So in my opinion, I do like DJ, but if we're if if we're gonna keep Josh Christopher up in the league then he's got to play backup point guard. If he's not going to, yeah, then, then send well him, him the down. To I'm,
1: the, I'm su- I'm su- send him down to the G League. I'm surprised that they didn't send him down along with Garuba. Garuba. I was thinking in my head they were going to send them both down. So I was a yeah. little shocked that they didn't send uh, Josh Christopher down as well, which I think he, out of everybody, would benefit from the reps. Absolutely. The absolutely. I feel like he'd just kill it. <laughs> yeah,
0: but maybe there's something that they need for him in practice, and I guess so. maybe there's an issue with DJ Augustine health-wise where they feel like they need to go to Josh Christopher just in case, which I totally understand, and that's fine. Nothing would make me happy. That's fine. But outside of that, Daniel House should not see the court ever again. He would be uh, your DMP. Yes, I feel like okay. that the last game against Memphis should be the last time he has ever worn a Rockets uniform, but that's just me. I, if, I feel like if you're up to me, I'd release him. Who cares about the three and a half million? It's not even worth it anymore. Like, the way he's playing is just a detriment. He's just terrible. I just don't like it.
1: Yeah. I don't like the way he plays. And he absolutely he should He doesn't never... compliment this team. Very no, well. he doesn't. He doesn't. Could he compliment another team very well? Probably. Yeah. He was better when Harden was around. Everyone was better. Harden is <laughs> not around anymore. Well, yeah, good, good and bad. Good and bad with Harden, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But, uh, you know... We're not going to, you know, continually talk about that. But let me tell you one thing that does need to be talked about. It's great. It's wonderful. You know, myself and the GM, we went to the World Series. We went to Game 1. And, of course, it was fantastic. Everyone was having a great time up until the third or fourth pitch of the game, everyone was having fun and it was an absolute blast and we enjoyed it. And of course, what's going to happen? Myself and GM, we're over 21. What are we going to do? We're going to enjoy and have ourselves a drink just as much as the other 40 plus thousand people that were there. We're all going to enjoy themselves and have themselves a drink. And why not? We've had a very tough year in 2020. A lot of people want to have fun. They want to enjoy themselves. Look, I personally get it. Of course, we too wanted to have a good time, but you have to always make sure that you are being careful and you are not driving home drunk. Are you going to take one for the road? What did the last drink cost you exactly? Thousands of dollars in legal and court costs, your license, and possibly your job when you're arrested for driving drunk. The Summit State of Mind reminds you that the law enforcement is always out every day protecting everyone from drunk drivers. If you are watching a Rockets or an Astros game, celebrate responsibly and don't take a chance because chances are you will be caught. You can designate a sober driver. Call an Uber or call him family member or friend from home, or take a ride straight to jail. Remember, if you drink and drive, you will lose. Let's move on here as we continue on towards the end of the episode. And we have to talk about, obviously, the one person that we did not talk about at all, Jalen Green. We're going to spotlight Jalen Green here and spotlight many more things that pertain to him and his progress throughout the season. So go ahead and join myself and the GM right here on the Summit State of Mind. So, GM, we, we've talked about, uh, you know, I 30 minutes, in, we're 30 minutes into this podcast and we haven't zeroed in on this guy. We haven't zeroed in on the number two, oh, number two overall pick in the NBA draft. We haven't zeroed in on Jalen Green. We barely talked about, him, which is incredible. We're half an hour into the podcast. Usually, yeah. he's always part of the, he's usually one of the first topics. Yes. But, um, Okay, I'll give you my immediate thoughts first. Um, the number one overall pick, the guy that I wanted, that you wanted, Kate Cunningham, is uh starting to make some noise now. He's the player that I personally thought, as the season was going to progress, he was going to get stronger. He's proving it now. Yeah. he got twenty five, eight and eight the other di- the other night in a, in a loss, a, in a loss, of course. Uh huh. Okay. Hey, don't talk about my boy that way. You're going to get me defensive. Still you're going to get me defensive like Sean when he talks about Christian Cage. Don't don't start that. <laughs> oh so, my God. <laughs> shout outs to you, Samoa, bro. Thank you once again for inviting us to your uh, AEW pay per view. We really enjoyed it. Thank oh, you, sir. The,
0: the viewing of Full Gear was uh, second to none. Absolutely. A wonderful experience.
1: Absolutely incredible. We yeah. really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. And everyone else that came out. But. Um, let's circle back into what we were talking about in terms of uh Jalen Green. So yeah. Kate Cunningham, number one pick, is killing it. Bad news on the number three pick front, Evan Mobley's out for two to four weeks. Mm-hmm. It's a damn shame. I mean, he's been killing it. Yeah. He's been doing so well. I'm very happy for I'm very happy for him that he's doing well. And then you got the number two pick, Jalen Green, our guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's averaging 14 points a game, 36% from the field, 27% from th- three, uh, 78% from the free throw line. Just nothing, you know, nothing stands out. 3.4 re- uh, rebounds a game, 2.6 assists. I think it's a little higher than I initially thought. Yeah. This is where it bothers me here the three turnovers per game, and I can guarantee you where the three turnovers come from. One turnover is going to come by a, just a, a slip pass that he probably made a mistake on a read. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, GM, the other two turnovers were when he was trying to dribble drive and then he hey, loses the ball. Because yeah. this has been a recurring theme for yeah, you, boy. we've seen it at least
0: two to three times a game yeah. where Jalen loses the ball while he's either dribbling into the paint or he's just trying to get around his his defender. But what, we, what we're starting to see is that this, his strength could not keep him upright in the sense of him having the ball in his hands. And these defenders are starting to punk him a little bit, but it's going to come to his defense. This was expected. Like you can't expect. I don't honestly, you can't expect more out of him except the little flashes that we'll see like against the Boston game and the LA Laker game. Like those are the things that we're going to see. In flashes. Exactly. But we're going to see a lot of inconsistency from him. The man is 19 years old, but I I still believe that greatness awaits him.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. But
0: it's all about the learning process of the game. Everybody struggles to an extent, but not everybody's going to come into the league and light everything on fire. Evan Mobley was a pleasant surprise for people. So obviously everyone is upset. And up in arms should have gone Mobley let's not get it twisted Mobley would have been a great player but alongside Christian Wood no he would even be getting 18 minutes a game mm-hmm. and he would probably be averaging 5 points with then, the Rockets Yep, exactly. so all I'm saying is it's all about who you're playing with he's playing with some good players over there in Cleveland and that team's been together for quite a while he's seamlessly fit into what they were doing, so kudos to him, Cade Cunningham playing exactly what I expected. I mean, the guy, the guy was ready. You said he had NBA ready body, NBA ready mindset. The guy was ready to play, and he knew what he was doing coming in. And yes, he's playing very, very
1: well right now. Well, but who knows? I I just want to say this: the number one pick and the number three pick. What do they have in common? They were more. They were always more NBA ready, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you were to if you were to throw it into a vacuum, the obvious it's obvious that Jalen Green is the Ross player out of the three. Absolutely, by and large, like it's not even close, in my opinion. I knew I did not think Evan Mobley was going to be that gangbusters to start the season, but. He was NBA ready. He had an NBA ready body. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, like he's skinny, but he's he's bigger than Anthony Davis when he first when Anthony Davis first came to the draft. Like Evan Mobley was ready, NBA ready. Cade Cunningham, you can just go back to our past episodes and just and talk about how much we raved about him, and yeah. he proved it against Houston when he was able to make big bucket after big bucket after big bucket, huge threes down the stretch, a big layup over Jay Sean Tate. Mm-hmm. The ability to make separation off his dribble, yeah. The ability to pass—it's all there. Clutch—it's all there. Jalen Green was always going to be the Ross player, and I don't think people tend to forget that. You know, like I, I said it last episode—we're we're in an era of instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine what the Twitter sphere would react if yeah. Kobe? You know, in 1996 when Kobe got drafted because he yeah. wasn't playing yeah. super, super well to start. Now, granted, I'm not saying... I I, I don't know what the stats we are. We can't I to preface that. I can't preface it exactly. Yeah. But I can say that, yeah. by and large, he is the rawest player in the NBA yeah. draft, and you're seeing it. But will you say that uh,
0: Cade and Evan Mobley both benefited from playing college basketball where Jalen Green went to the G League immediately? And we can argue that the G League is supposed to prepare you better than college. But what I'm seeing thus far is that the college ranks is better in regards to your progression. You- so in my opinion, Jalen yeah. Green is a year behind mm-hmm. than Mobley and Kate Cunningham. And I mean, I don't think it's his fault. I just think he 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 believed he made the right choice for himself. I get that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm seeing... Is it like who was the other guy that who, who played with him? Jonathan Kaminga, yeah. Kuminga and Kaminga's playing fairly solid for the Golden State Warriors, but you see, he was playing alongside against oh, is for, Steph I mean, Curry. Anyone would yes, play,
1: for God's sakes, Gary Payton Jr. is killing, is killing it, it. Yes. so you know what I mean. Like, that guy never had an opportunity yes. in the NBA, so
0: that's where I'm just saying is that. Jalen could be behind the eight ball there just like how kobe came straight from high school he was behind the eight ball as well so yeah. as long as he has the work ethic like our boy the professor suggests he does like a kobe mentality then can he get there absolutely if will he he...
1: The, yeah if he has the kobe mentality yes. he will get there but very few not even living today but even those who have ever, every human that's crossed this world is very few of them have ever had the Mamba mentality. And the ones mm-hmm. that have had the Mamba mentality become legends. Yep. You know what I mean? So I agree with you completely. And I'll even add I'll even go a step further, GM, and I'll give you a, I'll give you a hot take that might piss some people off. Mm-hmm. I think, I think in my opinion, the diva route is to go to the G League Ignite. It's the people that want to make money right away, which I don't fault them for. Yeah, he probably made the best decision for himself. Yeah, yeah, I'm not faulting him for that. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. did it? Did you know what I mean? Like, did it damage the progression? I think it did damage it to a degree. And you're right. And I've never thought about it like that. See, that's why you're the GM. You're, mm-hmm. just, oh, you're always planting fecks in my head. He's a year behind now. Now he's at a year behind schedule. But look, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say this. He's averaging 14 points a game. That's not yeah, bad. I it's, thought not, it's not the bad. The way he looks sometimes, it looks like he should only be averaging 8 or 9. Yeah. But he's actually averaging 14, and it's not bad.
0: Honestly, seeing 14 is a little surprising based right? on what we see on right? the court. Um, it, The 14 doesn't translate just based on the eye test. But let's also preface this by stating that we are watching games that are just lost with like eight minutes left in the third. So obviously there are things that are happening where Jalen could get some buckets in crunch time. I don't know, not crunch. I'm sorry. In scrub Uh, time. Yeah. 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 So I don't know, but the 14 points is, is, is not bad. Like we said, You know, those are still pretty solid stats based on where he's coming from. So, you know, I I just think that the man might be a year behind. The G League is still a good place, but you're not facing the best young talent out there. Cade Cunningham lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. Evan Mobley lost in the Sweet 16. So when when you're watching... These guys, they've played in big games in big pressure moments with full crowds.
1: They have. They have Jalen
0: was playing for the G League Ignite. In a bubble. And who was watching them? Nobody. He was not really put in
1: positions of reality. And I think and I think on top of that, the body type itself, which I think will come around. Yes. It will come around in due mm-hmm. time. He's only 19. I mean, for God's sakes, he's uh-huh. still two years away from drinking. So, you know <laughs> what I mean? Drinking legally. Yeah. So, there's still ways ways to go with him. Yeah. The, the the turnovers, like, look, when he dribbles and he loses the ball, a lot of it is just him getting punked. Like, no muscle. Yeah. And this was always going to be the recurring theme. Like, yeah. I knew this. I mm-hmm. saw his body type and I was like, oh, man. Jalen, you are in for a rude awakening when you enter the NBA because I already knew he was going to get punked. Mm -hmm. You got, you got players that, you know, you got players the size of a PJ Tucker, size of a James Johnson. They're going to be coming at him constantly every single game. Yep. You're playing against the top talents in the entire world here. So it's going to get worse before it ever gets better. Yep. Jalen Green will never be, oh, I pray to God he'll never be, he'll never be a Johnny Flynn or a Sebastian Telfair. Yeah. God, I hope not. <laughs> but I don't think he will. I think he has too much natural ability. Yeah. But he doesn't need to hit the weight room. It'll come in due time. Maybe in games 40 to towards 50, maybe he'll start. It'll start clicking. And the game will, you know, we say this all the time, GM, when we play basketball, you know, we play basketball weekly. We play every, na- every Friday night. Mm-hmm. The game, is it faster? Or slower. It starts. To, it starts slow. to slow down. It's for you. slow. Yeah, it, I never rush. Like it's mm-hmm. incredible when you just play basketball. All the reps you get in week in and week out, the yeah. game just is never fast. Yeah, and I think Jalen, the game moves fast. Mm-hmm. It's in my opinion, it's like seventy percent mental. Oh, what is that saying in Little Giants? Uh, it's eighty percent mental and twenty percent physical. Yeah, it's like seventy yeah. percent mental in my opinion. And I think that once he slows down yeah in his mind mm-hmm. that is when the progression will get better aaron brooks from his first year as a rocket the 22 mm-hmm. game win streak yeah the difference between that first year to the second year when we acquired run our test and got 53 wins mm-hmm. what was his biggest adjustment you know what he said the game slowed down yep he said that did wonders when the game slowed down and look where it bought him it bought him a starting spot in a starting lineup with Tracy McGrady, Ron Artest, and Yao Ming. So you know what I mean? Like that goes to show how crucial your mentality is. Yeah. So it's something that I think will come in due time. Mm-hmm. He he definitely lost a year though in the G League, and I think you and me both are on the same level on that point, and I totally agree. So I have a question for you, GM. Mm-hmm. The worst team in Rockets history, not NBA history, Rockets history is the 14 and 68 Houston Rockets, which came right before who? Hakeem. Uh th- no, that that was Ralph Samson. Eighty two, eighty three. Oh, that was the Sampson draft. Okay, my apologies. My apologies my no, apologies. you're okay. You're okay. But yes, it was the Ralph Sampson draft. So the one you write before. Fourteen okay. and sixty eight. Yeah. Do we beat that record?
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I would put money on it.
1: It'll be obliterated. Yep. Oh god.
0: Do we hit double digits at least?
1: Yeah. You think we'll hit ten wins? Yeah, we'll be the opposite of the '96 Bulls. Damn, seven, ten and seventy-two. Mm-hmm. Dude, knowing our luck, watch us go ten and seventy-two and get like the fifth pick in the NBA draft. <laughs> don't we don't need that negativity in this world? Don't right, put I'm that sorry, energy out there. I'm the commissioner. Don't worry. I can. I can. I can. Uh, I can change some shit. <laughs> I can, you know, mess little, up the trade. Uh, yeah, put an extra bit of ping pong balls for the Rockets. God. So. Okay, before we close out here, I do just want to talk about this because this is obviously um very big in the front. Let's step away from the rockets just for just for now because we've talked we've talked about the rockets enough.
0: Ad nauseum.
1: Ad nauseum, <laughs> yes. I, I think I I think I might have uh, dry heaved three or four different times. <laughs> God. But I do wanna talk about this because this is very this is very important. The juice box, the Houston Astros here. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see some stuff, you know what I mean, in terms of Carlos Correa. By the time that we record, I don't know, our next episode, which will be next week. Mm -hmm. I mean, does he sign a contract anywhere? What do you think?
0: I will say that his decision will have been made by next week.
1: Oh, God. Am I celebrating? Am I recording in a Correa jersey? Or am I recording next to a burnt dumpster fire? With Koreans in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't want to make any predictions here. Okay, you because won't. the one thing that I don't want to do is jinx anything. I'm hopeful. I want him to stay, but I'm afraid if I make that, if I say that, then I feel like I immediately put negative juju out there. I'm trying to do everything in my power to, to just stay. keep positive and Hell that yeah. the man stays. Pay the man, Jim Crane. Pay the man. The question is, are they
1: willing to give him enough years to where he wants to stay? Solid, solid. I agree. I hope they I hope he resigns. I'm not very hopeful at this point, mm. but hey, anything can happen at this anything can happen. So, GM, we went to before we close here and go home on the pod, mm-hmm. we also we went to what was it we went to a wild. we went to wild west was that what it was called wild west brew fest wild west brew fest we can't divulge too much information about what what what's been going down in the lab but what can you tell the folks that are listening to this pod right now what's what 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 could we what could be on the way for summit state of mind and for our listeners oh i i I don't know (laughs) some stuff
0: I, I, I guess, you know, let's, uh, let's, uh, not, um, give too much away. Okay. But we can just say that we're hopeful that there are more exciting things in the, our future.
1: Exciting guests. Yes. That will be on the way. Yes. And we are absolutely excited for it. This is going to be a big time and a big moment for our podcast. And we just wanted to share, you know, a personal thank you to each and every one of you all that has continued to support us because of the fact that, you know, we there's a lot of stuff that are that's going down from the mines to our networking and I'm telling you all right now this if you want to come up with us, this is the time is now to start going in with us on this ride because by this time next year who knows where we can be and I'm not trying to count my eggs before they hatch, but at the same time big things are coming in a way for our podcast And I know that it's going to be very big, and it's going to be exciting, and we're going to have some exciting guests coming on as we continue to, you know, pull forward here. You know, we had Chris Rodriguez the other week. We had Arush Williams another week. So, you know, we're just continuing to pump out guests, and we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for Mm y'all. So we always appreciate y'all supporting and continual support for our podcast. And, you know, there's we can announce that there's merch on the way. There will be merch coming. And you guys just have to keep your eyes peeled for that. And there's going to be a lot of great stuff happening. But for the sense of Houston Rockets listeners, even though our team is bad, keep up with the pod because there's still good stuff to talk about. Even though you you can hear us rant about the pain of the Rockets, or you can hear us talk about the joys of one single win. (laughs) Right? Absolutely. Okay. Great. <laughs> Yada, you did not look psyched at all when i said that so we just wanted to say thank you to each and every one of y'all and big time thank yous to y'all for continuing to listen to our podcast oh before i go home is there anything else that you wanted to say before we close here now hopefully we can get a win
0: tomorrow i'm gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna all right, put
1: our prediction right here let's go
0: my prediction okay, is that rockets the rockets beat oklahoma let's city go. tomorrow in Oklahoma City. Sorry,
1: two wins are against... Aubrey
0: uh, Sangoon is the starter. Daniel Tice goes to the bench. KPJ has a breakout game. Sangoon has a breakout game. We win by five points. Okay. 115-110.
1: All right, here we go. I, you and Since you gave yours, I got to give mine. I'm going to go... Houston Rockets are going to win 122... To 104. It's gonna be an 18-point win. Wow. And I think Up Sangoon, game of his life. Career. This high. right here is for Kobe. 24 points. Oh, God. Eight rebounds. <laughs> I guess we'll see. 24 points, eight rebounds, four assists, maybe. And hopefully a win that'll take us from one and thirteen to two and thirteen. <laughs> I'll take what we can. We'll take what we can, absolutely. So once again, let's go home here on the pod. GM, thank you once again. Thank you. It's always a pleasure, good sir, recording in person with you. It's always a blast. Always a blast from the past and the present. Getting to getting, uh, record with my boy, my brother. So, as we go home here, thank you so much to everyone that's continued to support, continue to listen to us. Follow us on Instagram at state of mind underscore pod or on Twitter at Summit SOM pod as we continue on the come up with our podcast with more exciting things to come your way episode 55 55 that's right uh eddie house episode (laughs) wow wow not even a former rocket not even a former rocket but i can't think of any rocket with the number 55 (laughs) i'd have to really think about that okay well you you can come back to me later if you can think of anything else so the eddie house episode Good. Number 55 for you boys. Thank you so much to everybody that's continuing to support and listen to us. With this pandemic going on, please make sure that you are washing your hands. Please make sure that you are wearing a mask if you're not feeling well. Make sure you're taking care of yourselves. And most importantly, in this day and age, make sure that you are taking care of each other. So as we go home here, we're going to say goodnight to each and every one of y'all. For myself, the GM, on the sign-off, take care. We'll see you next week.
0: Progressive presents today's to-do
1: list for your cat.
0: Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get food. Walk away from food. Move to couch. See human. Give cold shoulder. Take a nap.
1: Meow till I get food. Your pet has a
0: very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Move to couch. Aggressively clean myself. Take a nap.
1: Meow till I get food. Get coverage for your pets with any auto policy from Progressive.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. The Summit. for <laughs> Fung Life.